All right, this is it. This is this is a podcast now. This is our podcast. What do we call it? Spitting seeds. Spitting right? seeds, right? Spitting seeds, episode one. No, this we we aren't walking into this right now, right, Kale? We're, this we were already talking. We were already talking. This isn't. Uh, you know, we could look down at this phone and think about the fact that it's going to be recorded and it's going to be posted, but honestly, this is just a conversation between you and me. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking about this, but it kind of puts an edge on you, doesn't it? It makes you want to say something smart or sound smart. Yeah, it puts these unreal, you know, boundaries of your mind to to work, you know. Mm-hmm. But back on the topic. I know. Where did we leave off? Does money buy happiness? Watch. We both think it does. We both think that it buys happiness, but only for a finite amount of time. And you'll you'll be once again, it'll be like being broke again. You'll you'll have the bare essentials, but you'll be sad. But when you're rich, you'll have whatever you need. But in that moment, you'll still be sad. Yeah, it, it brings me back honestly to when I used to Lucky Patch games on my Android. Mm. The the dissatisfaction of buying all the in-app purchases and just completing an entire game games that are pay to win especially you would just you would buy everything you'd complete the game and you'd feel so unfulfilled you know mm. and I can say the same thing about Fallout 4 is I'll have a good you know with four, the mods yeah four and a half hour run and then I'll put on the cheat terminal I'll fuck around with it for an hour and I'll delete the game off my Xbox which is what I recently did because you know and then you re-download it Cause I started on there yesterday. No, I deleted it probably last night after you went to bed. Oh my god, that smells horrible. How trash cans be? There's been cigarette butts rotting in there. I can only hope. The sweet, the sweet nicotine juices, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Money does not. Money does buy you happiness, but only for so long. Who's the? I, I think about this ranking things that are unrankable like um, there's so many things that can't be benchmarked and there's so many things that can't be measured right and like happiness you could say is one of those things but there has to be a person on earth who is the happiest person on earth there like has to be I mean if you because that's the thing if you break it down to science it's you know you track these so however many hundred people you see who creates the most dopamine in a singular day without external sources. Wow, that was really close. And it just took a shit. Did you see that? Hummingbird shit, huh? I would have never thought. I feel like I've seen it before. Too. But, uh... Um, well, if, if we had to, like, just take it away from the science aspect and just think about, like, some some otherworldly thing. Like, it just, you know, a tablet falls from the sky that lets you measure anything that's, like, you know, unbenchmarkable. And it just... You tap on an aspect and you say happiest or least happiest or whatever. And it just gives you a person. Mm-hmm. I would... I, I thought about this before. I've thought about it a lot. Um, just having that. Like, just... And tapping on who is the happiest and just finding out who it is and, like, looking into their story. I would want to know, are they rich or are they poor? What kind of life are they living? Mm-hmm. Because I, I figured out... I do a lot of great things. I do a lot of things that I'm happy with. I live through a lot of things that make me happy. And, uh... And when I'm done with those things... I I leave feeling empty, you know? Mm. You can have a great night. And the next morning, you're just like, damn, the night's over, you know? Because it's what what happens. It's what time passes. It's what life is. It's... To live is to... 
past time. Yeah, it, it just goes by. But if you want to think about the happiest person on earth, it would have to be one of two things, right? It would have to be they are doing those things that make them happier and happier and happier every time, but they never lose that happiness. Or two, when the good times are over, they don't leave with that feeling of like emptiness. They, they leave with like satisfaction mm. and like complete satisfaction. But for things as superficial as, you know, going out and partying and going out and seeing your friends and going out and living a night that you want to live, mm. what is like, how do you measure that kind of fulfillment? Like, I've probably been fulfilled, but I, I don't realize it because it's not something I'm consciously thinking about all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to put it bluntly, I really think it is all about how you perceive your life. You know, and what it in the end, it's what about makes you happy. And because think about it this way the happiest person in the world could be doing jack shit, but because they think that what they're doing makes them happy, it sets off the dopamine and it makes them happy. You, this is the closest thing I can think about to benchmarking your happiness. Is like, I'll have these moments in during my day, and there's some things that make me sad, and there's something that I think about. And there's just these things that happen to me that, like, light up my day. It, it could be something as little as, like, someone I haven't texted in a while texts me. And I'll look at my phone and it'll just, like, boom. It's, like, whatever I was thinking about that was bad, I have something to look forward to in that section. Looking forward to things also is so important. Because mm. I feel like if you have something to look forward to, like, nothing can ever hurt you. Like, nothing can ever hurt you if you have something, like, ahead of you that you can be waiting for. When I'm talking about moving to Japan, dude, whenever I'm, like, like, I'm in a spot here now. Where I'm just like, I feel like I'm at my lowest and I feel like there's nowhere I can go. I force that thought into my brain because I, I think in my head, like, I'm going to be there at one point. No matter what happens to me between now and then, I'm going to be there. Mm, and that's, that's what's important. That time will come. That time will pass to that point. That's how I felt when I lived in North Carolina. In my head, it's like, man, I might not be able to get there this year or the year after next year. But the second that I can move out and the second that I can be my own person... I'm going straight back to Mass and I'm living life the way that I want to live it. I feel like it's very important to... to I know a lot of people and I, I see a lot of people when, when they aren't getting what they want now. And they can't have that patience and they can't have things to look forward to. So there's two things, right? You can either have something ahead of you that you can't have now. That you might be able to have later. That you can look forward to and be excited about. Or you can sit in the moment and loathe in your sadness about the fact that you don't have it right now. Mm. Um... So it does make me sad when a lot of people, you know, you can go through a breakup and uh, there's no reason not to be sad about a breakup. There's a lot of things you go through. A lot of people post on their stories like, this is the end, there's nothing I can do, you know, this is that, about this and that, you know. And it's hard to watch because you know that person has aspirations that they're just throwing out of the window because they're dealing with something at that very moment. Mm. And it's going to... One of the things, when I, when I try to play therapist in my head with other people, when other people text me, one of the things I always say, one of the most said things that I've ever said is, time heals all. And it is the truest thing I've ever said. Mm. Because any, like, scarring moment in your entire life, like, um, not to bring up anything personal, but when you and, uh, I don't even remember her name, broke up. Julia? No. Kayla? Kayla. You were, for, for a long time you were like down about it right and and you you've had those breakdowns about it in the moment like but time passed and how do you feel now you, you exactly i don't even think about her 
and there's been times where I've lost relationships with people and thought like this is the end if I don't have that person in my life like what am I gonna do with myself like there's nothing I can do now and then time passes I let time pass and I'm, I'm okay and I, it's so important to realize that in the moment of sadness is that like at one point this will all be like superficial in my head I think time that's a great topic too time is probably one of the most important things in your life because it's finite yet it feels unlimited while you're in the moment well I've thought about this for a long time when you see memberships and like a lot of stuff like that lifetime membership mm. and you think about how happy that makes me lifetime membership this is for the rest of my life I'll have this but there will be a last second before your time is over to enjoy that lifetime membership and it might have been a one second membership at that point because as the time passes through that right you're a minute away from your death your lifetime your lifetime membership only has a minute left on it time is always going to pass it's it's always it's never a lifetime membership it ends at one point and i feel like so many things in our life are like that relationships you know good things that are happening to us like feelings in our heart about how we feel about things you you perceive it as a lifetime membership as something that is unlimited that will stay with you forever but at one point one way or another usually i'm not going to say all things end usually it will end do you think being sad is worth it do you think do you think being sad is a is a, a thing that your body should do do you think do you think emotions negative emotions are worth it at all in today's day and age with how people can express themselves online I mean, no. No and yes. Because you have these giant influencers and they go through hard times in their life. And then now you have this group of however many fans that now they're down in the dumps and they're sad because their favorite artist or whoever is sad. But then you have to take account what it's what the emotions are like on a sing like a single human strung out between seven billion people. Well, when I bring up the single human, I'm looking especially to you. So, when you're sad, it is worthless. Like, the, the emotion of being sad, I think, and I can elaborate on this, I feel like when you're sad, you are wasting your time. Because there's nothing that you are doing while you are sad that helps you. And I just, I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong when I say this, but crying no. is like, what is it like? I would rather, if I'm feeling those emotions and stuff, stop myself from feeling those emotions any way I can. Force myself to feel a, a positive emotion. Whether I'm not talking force myself to be happy, but force myself to be productive in any situation or aspect that I can. So if, if I'm going through something, you know, would I rather sit in my room and cry about it and, and loathe in that kind of sadness? Or would I rather go out in my gym and work out at the end of the day? what's going to make me happier is it going to make me happier looking back and thinking i was sad or think looking back and saying oh my god i burned this many calories and i got this amount of gains to myself as a man that has been like clinically depressed like proven depression there's something wrong with my brain at one point i feel like those emotions you definitely cannot bottle up because it will negatively like physically negatively impact you mentally and from those mental feelings, it will, they will impact you physically. You will gain weight. You know, I've seen people cut themselves from their emotions. 
And the way that it sounds like you're putting it, you'd rather... It sounds like you're almost bottling them up, but instead of bottling them up, you're expressing them in a different way. Or you're trying to say that it's not good to express sadness in sadness. You should express it in motivation or, you know, something like that. So what do you think stops a lot of people from pushing positive expression of negative emotion? Like, what do you, what do you think stops people from... What, what do you think keeps people down like that? What do you think, like, makes them not want to express those emotions in a positive way, any way they can? Um, the feeling that you're not good enough and little self-confidence, for sure. I know for a fact that with sadness comes, it doesn't matter how you look, how much you weigh, what you do for work, how much money you make. If you are sad, there's going to be a little bit of self-consciousness in thinking that you're not good enough for maybe your spouse that you just broke up with or whatever, forever other reason. You're not good enough for that one person. You're not good enough for a group of people. You're not good enough for yourself. Do you feel like the negative expressions have any positive outcomes to them? Like, um, I, I think about this a lot and I look at a lot of uh, females particularly, not calling anyone out. Um, Attention. I, I mm. think attention is so important to a lot of people. I think with that, especially in the age that we live in, where you can post whatever you feel like to a platform of millions of people, whenever you feel like. It creates this facade with human beings where they're two completely different people. You have the internet, the online side of them, and then you have the actual physical emotional a person that can conveys their emotions physically like you have that and you'll never find something like that through a tv screen or a phone screen or whatever you're viewing the perception through a screen of somebody i i feel like there's only a couple emotions in your in your mind and body that trigger you to go to post a story or post something in general or text someone there's only a couple core emotions that would trigger that to happen so it I may feel be like the, it's really based on the type of human you are in the end well let's just say someone's triggered to post something like that and, and elaborate on the, those sad feelings negatively is when they're sad you know mm-hmm. that means that the only time they would post is when they're sad so your your outlook of that person your view of that person is as a sad person but the truth may be that they may only post on their story once a day about those sad feelings. Which means the rest of their whole day could be filled up with positive experiences. So do you think us, you know, as humans, do you think we misjudge a lot of people because we look at them through those facades? I feel like we must we misjudge people, but not in a bad way. We don't misjudge them negatively. We take them at picture, like, picture face for more than they actually are. We think that there are these... Well, in case, well, in this case, superstars, you know, they're just, they're just, they're everyday mundane human beings like you and I, but they have millions or billions of followers, people that like them, love them, love the things that they do. And to a normal human, a blue collar worker, that might be a God to them just because of the fact that in our heads in the last 20 years, there's been ingrained views, clicks and likes is what makes somebody popular, makes somebody cool, 
I'll tell you what. Um, I personally get a very large dopamine rush. Uh, that, that's one of my biggest vices for dopamine is um, attention. It, it, but it, it's a different type of attention. And, and this is why I would always want to elaborate with someone and maybe have a guest sometime that we view as someone who does take that attention negatively um, and only triggers the emotion to post when they're sad is because the online outlook of myself is I want to be funny and I want to be happy and I want to post things that I like and when I gain a follower it makes me feel good even if it's someone that I'll never talk to. Exactly. That's why I don't go out of my way to be popular on things like Instagram or Snapchat or things like this. Because in my opinion, yeah, I might talk to you online, but that's it. We're online. You're however many thousand miles away from me. We'll never meet in person, and it, in my opinion, it doesn't matter to me because I'll never be able to touch you. I'll never be able to see you in person. We'll never be able to actually have a real conversation sitting down with each other like we are now. I think being a popular person... You know, not even in an egotistical way, which it will turn into an egotistical conversation. Um, it adds a lot to myself, being being able to feel myself as being popular, and it's not just that in the moment dopamine rush. It's the permanent, you know, validation inside of my heart that I I feel popular, and it's like a baseline of my personality. It's like a core trait that I'm confident and I'm popular, and I can look at myself like that. And there, there totally is moments. There definitely is moments where I, I lose that. Like I, like you're talking about when you, anybody loses self worth and they, they doubt themselves and they become self conscious when, when they're sad. But it's right back up. I can never lose it. I, I wish I knew, what stopped people from making that happen. What made people like, just, from from birth, just like unpopular people because there are people no matter how hard they try they'll always be unpopular yeah I, I don't know if it's faded I, I think about it a lot I mean, maybe it's fate you know I because here's the thing there's been times in my life where I'm the most and you know this I'm the most popular kid in school and then the next school that I go to I'm the least popular kid like for instance I've been to six schools in my life six districts or six schools six different schools Webster Webster uh, Middle Webster Elementary Vernon Gansett Athol Marlon and um, I was popular at both Webster schools I was popular in Worcester I was popular at Gansett and I was popular for a little bit at Athol not being popular because I felt being the most popular and being the least popular it is a strange feeling because that especially when you take in consideration it's physical popularity like in school because that's the thing with online popularity you can be popular all the time inside of school popularity it's for seven hours a day I'm getting looked at and it's this feeling of peer validation well I'm the guy I, I think we can take it beyond that because the people that you meet physically and like the school popularity you're talking about can be bad online. And 
it's when you make your name known and you talk to people and you make those connections and you go home and then you get a text, mm. you know, from those people that you meet. And that, that's also quite validating. You start to realize, though, the, these core emotions and these core things that make you feel happiness, like I'm talking about, you know, popularity, whether you're relevant or you're not, is, is a core, core part of you. So popularity is purely based on other people who aren't you. Exactly. Not yourself. It, it's how they perceive you. And obviously you control people's perception of you. But at the end of the day, there's just certain things about mm. you. You control people's perception of you in a very small way. On the top line of actually percepting like what you look like, how you sound, and the way that you act. I talked to you about this before when you were in North Carolina. I FaceTimed you. And it was actually kind of a deep conversation I had with you where I, I feel like I, I said something that struck me deep. I said it all there. I had never thought about it before, but I was really trying to look for anything I could. And it was... Um, I understand that this was to you while you were in North Carolina. I said, Caleb, I understand you have no friends down there and it's going to be tough. And I don't want you to go into school pretending to be someone that you aren't just so you can make friends because the core relationships you build while you're pretending to be someone else, they aren't real relationships. They'll fall apart because that's not who you are and you won't enjoy yourself. So Immaculate conception. Like, I don't know the pure term of immaculate conception. I don't know the pure definition. But from what it sounds like, um, it's like what's meant to be is meant to be. Whoever you are will guide the the strings of yarn and and the paths of fate to where they need to go. So whether you're going to be popular or not, whether you're going to be popular, you know, you're still going to meet the people. I, I know unpopular friends who have, or unpopular people who have great friends. And I think that's very important. Me. For a little bit. Uh, I feel like there's definitely in every single person's life there's a red string of fate, and you can be dealt a shit fucking hand in life. Like I was dealt a shit hand in life, and only now am I bouncing back from what happened in the earlier years of my life. And like time is healing. Exactly, and you could ask any mm-hmm. any actor, actress, any popular person that's on television or this or that and they'll tell you, it's fucking blind luck. It's fucking blind luck that they're doing what they're doing and how much money they're making. Like, yeah, you can be as smart as you want but it's honestly in the end, for instance, somebody that comes up with a great idea. In the end, that's not you being smart. It's you sitting around. And being lucky enough to just brainstorm all day until you brainstorm that thing. Because anybody can do that. Anybody that has two thumbs and a fucking brain between their eyes can do that. There was a, a time in my life, I was homeschooled until third grade. And my mother asked me um, while I was in homeschooling. It wasn't really graded. She said, do you want to go into third or fourth grade? And I chose to go into third grade because I'd never done school before and I wanted to do as much school as I could like public school as I could and I I think about it a lot Um, I would not personally be acquainted with anyone online that I am and probably most people that I am in person because if I had chose to go into fourth grade I would have gone into a upper year school listen there's there's so many variables to it because if I had chosen to go into fourth grade, there could have been a day where fourth grade had a field trip and I could have gotten into a bus accident and I could have died. Like, there's so many different things that could have happened. 
But it, like I said, Immaculate Conception, we are to the point that we are at right now, and that's important. For whatever reason, it may be important. It's important. I know everybody I know right now because of that. And the multidimensional theory, multi-universal theory, like, there's another world where I did choose fourth grade, and, and that life is living right now. And that life is doing whatever it is right now. And that's just how it is. I don't know, man. Yeah, neither do I. Hey, Caleb, what seeds are you spitting today? Sunflower seeds. We, we spit sunflower seeds. That was kind of the... That is the point of this show, is that... We just sit we, outside. If we are doing an episode, we are eating sunflower seeds. We, we got seeds, and we're, we're spitting them. So, what do you got? Today, I have... Uh, I just have original Davids. Davids, fuck yeah. Um, and I am on the Davids Sweet and Spicy Jumbo Seeds. Me and Connor got into a debate earlier. That sweet and sour, sweet and spicy, sweet and spicy, sorry, are fucking disgusting. And what did we say when we sat down? We we actually got into quite the the canoggle about um, what the true meaning of a, of a sunflower spitter is, you know. Mm, that too. Um, as a man, you know, you're spitting your seeds, and. You're sitting there and you're like, I like this seed. And the guy in front of you says, I don't like that seed. So what, what debating is that going to do? You, you got, you, at the end of the day, this can be said for anything. You kind of just got to sit down and look across the table and say, man, I respect that you spit what you want. That, that, is, that is great. I, I think we did figure something out because we genuinely weren't thinking about this. And then we, we, then we thought about it and we were like, yeah, that is. Exactly. It's like politics, you know. You can have your ideology, and I can have mine. And sadly, in today's political world, there doesn't seem to be... We're diving into politics on the first Here episode. This is where it goes, right? <laughs> um, but in today's political world, people with their political agendas, you know, the point is, you can't let these... You can't... A liberal can't let a conservative live in peace, and a conservative can't let a liberal live in peace. And me and Connor do not share political views. Well, We're, some things we do, but... Uh, yeah. But, I don't know. We're like your 8th grade humanities teacher, dude. We just put on CNN 10 minutes. That's what, yeah. See what happens. Yeah, dude, we should figure out what we want to figure out. And I, I think a lot of... It's very important to look across the man across the table and just say, hey, like... You like spitting your seeds, right? And this, uh, I'm making a political analogy right now. This isn't literal to spitting seeds. There is nothing I can do. There's nothing I can say to you that will make you want to spit my seeds more than yours, you know? See, and that's where polit- <coughs> the political side comes in. Because with politics, i got a seed in my throat. <clears> throat. Excuse me, everybody. When's the last time you had a political conversation with someone where they changed your mind? Never. Yeah. And yeah. that's the whole point of talking politics is that it's not a conversation it's, it's a discussion argument. it's an argument it, it, it is a discussion I can see that like it's uh, putting thoughts out on the table for instance Jordan Peterson he is probably one of my favorite people to watch discuss any topic because he articulates himself in such a way and this will probably this will get backlash if this ever does actually go anywhere because nobody I mean some people like Jordan Peterson but he has very unlikable views on today's ideologies in the world. 
But I like him just for the fact that the way that he presents himself, he's confident in his beliefs. And I've seen him personally. Well, not personally. But I've seen him change people's deep-rooted ideas and ideologies on politics and on life itself. The only thing that has genuinely ever changed my, my taste in politics wasn't other people. It was facts. The, um, sub, subjective, like, opinions. Okay, there's subjective anyway. thinking and then there's facts. The subjective, the subjective points people make to me, just, they don't cut it. But the more I've grown up and the older I've gotten and the smarter I've gotten and the more objective facts I've been able to see and the more, like, true things I've been able to see, that, that's what shapes my opinions. And we are only human. We are, we are purely, like, at the basis of our existence, you know, we, our brains develop as whatever they are and they, they see what they want and they form the opinions however they want. Mm. And that's another thing, too, talking about the human brain. In the end, if you look at the last 8,000 years that humans have been on this earth, we have always had conflict. There's never not a time, and only in the last 200 years has it not been physical conflict. Where now we have conflict with our opinions. You know? Well, it's, it's so important, yeah, to look at history to, to shape our futures. Because history tells you everything. It, it really does. It, it always repeats itself, which you, you know you're always going to hear. Yeah, I don't think a lot of things are, are going to repeat themselves, but I think that the core things of society and the, the core thoughts that we all have, they will repeat themselves. And if opinions are one of those things, I don't think it's ever going to go away. And, and if conflict is going to be one of those things, it's never going to go away. Because there will always be someone who doesn't agree with you who could be just as powerful as you. That's why I think democracy is just so important. I was just about to talk about democracy. And I was about to bring up... Don't you think it's funny that in 62 BC... 6200 BC, Athens was the first government system in human history. 6200, really? Yeah, I think it was 6200. Might be 620. Um, listen, we're just going to be clear about something. We are Any, not... We don't have a fact... Yeah. We're not Joe Rogan, okay? Well, yeah. We don't have young Jamie <laughs> we are, fact-checking. We are. We sit here, and we are spitting the things we think. Like, none of the stuff we say is, like, purely facts. Like, any people we bring up, anything we quote, any numbers we give, like, we truly don't know. We are speaking out of our assholes, per se. Some things we know about, some things we don't. We'll get a computer next time to fact-check. No, I'm not typing everything we think in. I would. If we get, like, in very deep topics and heated topics. But, uh, I think it's funny to think about. Out of democracy, communism was formed, and, uh, well, what else? Communism is purely economic. It's not really political. It's like... No, because the, communism is, is a, it's a, it's a democracy with more economics in it. In a democracy, is it's purely physical economy though. Like there's no there's no base currency. It's the work you do, is your currency. It, it takes the step of. Got a mosquito. Where? It's on the pink. It's uh, yeah. I thought it even pierced the shirt. But 
it takes the part of taxing out, right? Because anybody can work for things that would be spent on by taxes, right? And that there, there's no need for taxes because everybody works for each other, right? And that's the whole concept. But there's still um, a group that controls it all. There has to be. It, uh, a nation with no leader isn't a nation. Mm. I mean... That's another thing to think about. Free states. You know, you see these people, people scream sovereign citizen nowadays. And it makes you think, man, what if, you know, what if we really, if there was a sovereign community inside of this world where there was, it was pure chaos and there was no, there was no, uh, juris, not jurisdiction, but what am I, what am I looking for? There's no higher power over these normal white collar not white collars are blue collar people and they can do as they please they can say what they want to out the actions that they want i um when i was younger i used to think about this um and it's so cool to watch your brain grow because you start to figure things out yourself without having to look them up sometimes um but i used to i used to think about that i'd be like what are the rules just mm. in, 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 in general of, of everything. Like, what are the rules? And you start to think there are no rules. Any rule that's ever been created was, you know, created because other people. It's all a bound of vote of what people think should be going on. And I used to be like, well, if there's an unpopulated part of the world, like, and I go there, like, do I have to follow something? Like, at the end of the day, like, like you want to look back at history. When we first came here and when we were first developing into humans... There, there was just no rules. That, that's what turned into rules in the first place. Pure chaos. And our monkey brains one day evolved to the point. I think what you just said was very important. Not, not the monkey brain part, but the pure chaos. Because you have to think about that too. Up until about 500, 600 years ago, humans lived in pure chaos. There was famines everywhere you went and there was killer viruses and diseases that plagued land. You know what I think is so important to think about? You can never know what is right until you know what is wrong. Mm. You, you, people have to do the wrong before you can know what's right. And people may have to do it a lot. And uh, that's important. Can we take a moment to appreciate the uh, table topper here? You like it? Somewhere it says right here. Well, it says right here. Born to grill. We have um, over on my side, we have um, chilling and grilling. Yeah. Is that one saying king of the barbecue? That one does say king of the barbecue. There's yep. family cooking. There's, there's another uh, king of the barbecue right here. I just... It gets very icky very fast, and it's hard to clean because of the material. Mm. Well, on that note, of talking about our tablecloth, after getting into such an intense, you know, very thought-filled conversation about politics, and, and just everything in general, which, you know, you may see, but you may see us talk, sit down. This, this isn't philosophical. We are not... This, exactly. We are just shooting the shit here, folks. We we are sitting down and we are talking. That's what this is. This is pure chaos. We will never figure out the rules. So that's the thing. We will never vote on the rules. We will never. We are. We will never adhere to what we think is right. And you know, we sat down and we turned this on and we changed up our voices a little bit, and we kind of felt like there was a third person in the room. But I think after time, you'll start to figure out there's there isn't a third person in the room. It, it's just you know, it's just you talking. So. 
I'm not going to say every time we sit down it's going to be philosophical and we're going to be figuring things out. We might sit down and talk about whose porn stars has our favorite butthole. I, I, I don't know. Anything can happen. I, I think that's what's important about spinning seats is because you, you just may never know what happened. Mm. But, you know, I don't know how long it's been. I don't know how long we've been talking for. I don't know if this is going to get any views. I don't know if it's going to be important to me at all. But I think what is really important is the fact that it's being recorded. And uh, I will have a record of it. Um, so even if there's no listener, I'm sure there will be at least one. That's important. This this has been Spitting Seeds. This has been Spitting Seeds. Right? Episode one. Episode one. With your host. Host plural. Po- host plural. We got to get to the, the app page so we can end it when it mm. ends. 36 minutes and 36 seconds. Not bad. I looked at it. Not bad. I, I feel like someone could sit down and... Listen to this and be happy. There's a lot of games I could hop into and do something for 36 minutes and where I could just hear myself talk. But, yeah, like I said, Spitting Seeds, episode one. That was great. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Say your thank you. <clears throat> thank you, everybody, for listening, and oh, yeah. we will see you on the next episode. We will. Bye-bye. All right, bye.